the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Joining us at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the 27th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Where is the accountability in the system? You cannot have, because of a person's position, one set of rules apply to them, and another set of rules apply to everybody else. This is an unbelievable, not just whitewash of justice, this is a person now who's been let off scot-free with no sense of accountability of the moral and ethical wrong of his actions. I've heard that they wanted their day in court with TV cameras so America could know the truth, but no, they chose to hide behind secrecy and broker a deal to circumvent the judicial system. Anger and outrage coming out of Chicago. The two voices you just heard, the mayor, Rahm Emanuel, who I will not necessarily praise for his comments because he leads uh, a city that is so corrupt that something like this could happen. Also, the superintendent of police, Eddie Johnson, legitimately outraged on behalf of all officers after charges, 16 felonies, were dropped against Jussie Smollett in a fake hoax hate crime joining us now directly from chicago is the president of the fraternal order of police the chicago fop kevin graham on am 1420 the answer mr graham thank you so much for your time this morning sir how are you uh well uh, i'm not happy with the verdict from yesterday uh but uh i am we have a lot to accomplish here in Chicago, and I uh, thank you for having me on this morning. It is a pleasure to have you on, and I know you have a very busy media schedule because everybody wants to talk to you, and everybody wants to talk to Superintendent Johnson about uh, this miscarriage of justice. Can you? Can you, and I know you, you know you're you're asking questions like the rest of us, but you're taking this a little bit further, and we are very glad. I think most Americans would agree that somebody <laughs> is looking for uh, justice in this situation. You want a federal investigation opened into the Smollett case, not just about what he did and the charges that were dropped against him, but what sort of political influences uh, uh, you know, went into that and, and how high up do those things go? Uh, yes, and this, this took place last week. We sent a letter, uh, I sent a letter to um, the U.S. Attorney in the Northern District of Illinois asking for an investigation on the state's attorney, Kim Fox. We had read in the Chicago Tribune about text messages that were um, that were exchanged between the state's attorney and uh, a private attorney in Los Angeles uh, about the Smollett case, and that she wanted the case transferred from the Chicago Police Department to uh, another agency, um, preferably the FBI. Um, we felt that was an outrage because things were going very well in the Chicago case. We had an enormous amount of evidence, um, and what we could gather is they wanted to take it away because we were doing so well on the investigation. Um, it was clear that they wanted it transferred, and there was no real legitimate reasons for doing that. 
They wanted to transfer it, it would appear, and, and this is more of a statement than a question. Respond to it how you wish, but it sounds like the reason they wanted to transfer it is because you were doing such a good job on it, and they did not want the truth to come out. They did not want Justice Smollett to be discovered for what he is, and that is a liar who uh, perpetrated a hoax on the American people, uh, wasted, I can't even tell you, maybe you know, since you're you know the president of the FOP there, how many thousands of dollars and how many man hours of police resources wasted on this thing, and for political reasons and personal friendship reasons, they wanted you guys to stop the work you were doing. Uh, well, you are, are pretty much uh, the nail on the head there. Um, uh, what had happened was the prosecution was ready to um, ready to go with charges, uh, even when the detectives were still working on the case, which is really unheard of. It's usually the other, the other way around. Uh, there has been uh, just thousands of man hours put into this. And I can't speak highly enough of the detectives working this case. They looked wherever the case led, and they wanted to exhaust all the avenues that Mr. Smollett's uh, claim of innocence and how he did, how he put this all together and make sure that he had a fair hearing and uh, and a fair investigation. Um, And so it was a shock to both myself, the detectives, um, the superintendent of police here in Chicago and to the mayor uh, that this was diverted and he was slapped on the wrist in, in, in the case sealed. And the case sealed is, is, is actually dumbfounding. Uh, you know, I see cases sealed when there are juveniles involved. Um, there are extenuating circumstances, not for something like this. Um, there's so much to unpack there. For, you're right about the case being sealed, which is unprecedented. To my knowledge, anyway, is unprecedented. For you and your 24 years' experience in the Chicago police, uh, you're right. You've seen him with juveniles and other things, but why is the case sealed? And secondly, again, uh, you, you mentioned the detectives. How, how, how did the detectives feel about this? The guys who worked the case and all of those man hours that you're talking about, you know, these are the ones who were first, of course, investigating with great passion and vigor to try to catch two really, really bad guys who would beat up a guy in in a in, in what was look, what looked to be a, a legitimate hate crime at two o'clock in the morning, doing some terrible things to them. These guys really worked hard to try to catch these people, and then only to find out the more they looked, the more they dug, to find out that it was a self-inflicted hoax hate crime. Apparently, uh, I can't imagine how these guys feel to find out that all of their hard work in this just gives, it goes for naught, and he he goes scot free, never even having to admit his guilt. Exactly. And, you know, some of these detectives, they're up for 24 hours working a case, um, not eating, not sleeping, because they are dedicated public servants trying to get to the truth for um, either for a victim or for the people of the city of Chicago. And their their efforts should not be just thrown away and said, yeah, uh, all your hard work doesn't matter. We're going to slap this guy on the wrist and let him go. And we're not going to let anybody know why. Um, so that certainly is one of the biggest problems we have. And all, even before yesterday occurred, we had called for an investigation because we, we didn't think this was right. It stung from the beginning. It was smelling even worse. And now it smells as bad as it can be. I saw you on television yesterday. We're talking with the uh, president of the FOP in Chicago, Kevin Graham. I saw you on television yesterday saying we're doubling down on that, on that request, that demand. 
uh, for a federal investigation, and I could not agree more. I want to lay this out for people uh, who don't know this part of it, and I'm going to ask you for your reaction, Mr. Graham. Text messages obtained by the media through an open records request show that the Smollett family friend, Tina Chen, who's the former chief of staff for First Lady Michelle Obama, and of course the Obamas are essentially uh, in the thick of everything Chicago, and a lawyer reached out to uh, uh, Kim Fox on February 1st. Chen wrote the family had, quote, concerns about the investigation. Fox then emailed Chen saying, in part, spoke to Superintendent Johnson. I convinced him to reach out to the FBI to ask that they take over the investigation. He is reaching out now and will get back to me shortly. I want to pause the narrative there to ask you this. Is that accurate? Do you know? Have you spoken to Superintendent Johnson? Did that email request, uh, was that not I, I, I have not, I have not asked him about that. I have a meeting with him today at 11 o'clock, and that may come up, but I'm going to have to go. Um, okay, uh, hold I, that music, I, 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 hold that I, I, music I, if you would for me, please, in the studio. Hold that music. We don't need that right now. Uh, uh, later, uh, Mr. Graham, another person identified by Fox's family as a family friend asked the prosecutor whether they could talk on the phone. She says Chen gave her Fox's number. Hours later, Fox had texted the un- unidentified family friend uh, that she, quote, spoke to the police superintendent earlier, and he made the ask, trying to figure out the logistics. And the person responds, oh, my God, this would be a huge victory. Can you can you make any sense out of that? Put any context to that, Mr. Graham? What victory are they looking for other than a way to evade a trial and evade the charges and the punishment that might come up with with uh, convictions on 16 felony counts? Well, and, and, you know, certainly that's why we asked for the investigation and to make sure that the investigation was uh, um, done, that the, uh, that the U.S. attorney would respond. I also hand-delivered a... Um, a letter to the U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Illinois yesterday. Uh, so, um, but I'm I'm afraid I have to go. Um, thank you for having me on. But um, I'm I, I, I know I you've got television another, calling. Yes, sir. Uh, I understand. Thank okay. you very much. I look forward to seeing right. you uh, in your next appearance on Fox as well. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you very much. You got it. That is the uh, president of the uh, FOP in Chicago, Kevin Graham. He's got a Fox News live hit coming up. He uh, was kind enough to adjust his schedule to come on with me right at the very top of the show to kind of get to the bottom of this. He's upset. If you if you saw him yesterday, you know that. Uh, you listen to him now, you can tell that. So are the uh, detectives and the uh, uniformed rank and file who worked on this case. The you know the uh, patrolman, uh, obviously the superintendent. Uh, Eddie Johnson is livid as well, and and one of the reasons they're livid is not just because the the charges against Jesse Smollett were dropped, and then the records all sealed, the case all sealed. In addition to that, they're angry because the prosecutor never told them until they went public with the with the news. Think about that. Neither the mayor of the city of Chicago, nor the superintendent of police, or the police department in general in Chicago, none of them were informed, hey, just so you know, we're dropping all the charges against Jussie Smollett. We're going to let him go. He doesn't have to admit guilt. This isn't a plea deal where he's pleading guilty or no contest. We're just dropping the charges. Because, well... You know, chances are, if he's convicted, he would only get community service. And he's already done a lot of service for the community, so we're going to call it square. And what, by the way, is that service to the community? This was revealed last night. He, quote-unquote, volunteered to work with Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition out of Chicago for about 18 hours 
In other words, advancing political causes on behalf of Jesse Jackson is quote-unquote serving the Chicago community. And that would be the punishment for staging a fake hate crime that made it appear that Trump supporters wearing red MAGA hats and yelling, this is MAGA country, are homophobic racists who are out to beat up black gay men for being gay and black in the middle of the night with nooses and bleach being poured on them so that the entirety of Trump supporters can be blamed and can be lumped in as such forcing Chicago police to go on a wild goose chase for days and weeks before realizing, okay, this never happened. All of the evidence we're uncovering with our investigation points to the fact that he hired two guys to fake this. They got the two guys, brought them in, got them to admit, yes, he paid us to do this, 3500 bucks. There's the check over there. It says, for training and vitamins, or something like that. That was to do our little fake assault on him. They got video cameras at a local convenience store of them buying the, the, the mugging supplies, the ski masks and the rope and the, and the red hats and such. They found all of those things in the two men's apartment, the two brothers' apartment. Everything about the case says this was a hoax hate crime, and this individual wasted, Lord only knows, you heard Kevin Graham, thousands of man hours, thousands of man hours of the Chicago police turning the city upside down to find these two terrible, white, racist, homophobic, Trump-supporting hate crime committers. And this is the outcome. Friends of Michelle Obama? Intervene. Jussie Smollett, closely tied with and friends with Kamala Harris, Democrat presidential candidate. That intervention. $10,000 forfeited to the city of Chicago, the bond. In other words, to get out of committing felonies, to have 16 felonies dropped against you in a corrupt cesspool like the city of Chicago, you got to be A, famous, B, politically connected, and C, rich. If you're famous enough, if you're connected enough to the likes of Michelle and Barack Obama through Kim Fox, the, the prosecutor who dropped, or excuse me, recused herself originally from these proceedings, only to then intervene in the proceedings, making the phone calls, trying to get this transferred away from Chicago police to the feds, where there would be more, perhaps, um, uh, political uh, inter- or intervention that could be done. And then three, rich enough to say, all right, I'll pay $10,000. All right, we'll, we'll count that as part of your punishment, your $10,000 forfeiture. So if you're wealthy, if you're famous, and if you're politically connected, you can get away with felonies in the city of Chicago, and by extension, if there is not a federal investigation that gets to the bottom of this, in the United States. Absolutely a travesty of justice. Thank you to Kevin Graham from the FOP in Chicago. Coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, we're going to talk to Steve Loomis, who is the former police union president in Cleveland, Ohio, to get his analysis of everything that has happened. And, of course, we look forward to hearing from you at 216-901-0945. The Bob France Authority back after this. You. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. 
but you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. So what we're finding out here, it's 928 as we continue on the Bob Brands Authority. Thanks again to Kevin Graham, Chicago FOP, for joining us. Thanks to uh, my friend Gary Wolski, by the way, who is the president of the Ohio FOP for arranging that conversation. Um, What we're finding out, my friends, in the last couple of days is that truth does not always prevail, even when truth is known in different circumstances. The truth in the case of President Donald Trump and his campaign and his campaign team and his family And the allegations of collusion with Russians to try to help him defeat Hillary Clinton. The truth was revealed. No such collusion took place. No such obstruction of justice took place. The truth has been revealed by an independent special counsel that was designed to get him, to stop him. They tried and failed because truth won the day. And the Democrats cannot accept it. The media Cannot accept it. Now, we look in the city of Chicago. The truth was revealed again. Chicago police doing incredible work, detective work, investigative work, finding out all of the evidence that I just laid out for you in the last segment about Jesse Smollett staging a fake hate crime against himself. Truth revealed. Charges dropped. Justice is not done. Justice is not done essentially in either case. Truth was revealed but did not prevail. President Trump's truth or the truth about President Trump was revealed that he'd nothing wrong. And yet he is still facing new and further and larger investigations than the one that Mueller just wrapped up after two years by corrupt demon rats who are in charge of various congressional committees. Media still believing he's guilty. Jesse Smollett, who has essentially been proven guilty, if not in a court of law, people believe he's innocent. Because corrupt, demon rat priorities indicate that there are some people, because of their marginalized uh, place in society, if they're racial minorities or if they're sexual orientation minorities, simply can't be punished. They can't do anything wrong. They're victims. Truth doesn't matter in the United States anymore. There's never been two better examples of it than these last 24 to 48 hours. I don't know what they are. Steve Loomis is another cop. We're going to have him follow up. Kevin Graham, he'll join us next to analyze the Smollett miscarriage of justice based on political corruption in Chicago. Coming up next on AM 1420. 
All right, 936 now. The Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. Uh, we just had uh, Kevin Graham on the program. Kevin is uh, the FOP president in the city of Chicago, Lodge 7, so that makes him the president of the FOP. And uh, uh, we also heard from the superintendent of Chicago Police, Eddie Johnson. I've heard that they wanted their day in court with TV cameras so America could know the truth, but no, they chose to hide behind secrecy and broker a deal to circumvent the judicial system. That really is quite an interesting development, is it not? Think about what the superintendent just said. It's true. When Jesse Smollett was charged with 16 felonies related to his staging of the hoax hate crime, they said, we want cameras in court so we can prove Jesse's innocence. Well, the last thing they want, it would appear, is cameras, microphones, and transparency, investigation. They don't want any of that. That's why, somehow, some way, Jussie Smollett's attorneys, using his privilege, ooh, there's that word. Turns out privilege does exist. It's just not what you thought. Using his privilege as a wealthy celebrity and a politically connected one through his connections to perhaps Kamala Harris, most certainly the Obamas, and Jesse Jackson, can buy your way out of A, prison, and B, having those cameras around that you said you wanted. They got the case sealed, and it was not a plea deal in which if he says he pleads no contest or guilty, that they will drop the charges and give him a simple community service. There was no plea deal at all. He didn't have to say he was guilty. They just dropped the charges. Joining us now is another law enforcement professional. He's the former Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association president, Steve Loomis, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Steve, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Pretty good, thank you. Steve, what was your reaction when you heard about this yesterday? I know you have been following this case like so many other law enforcement professionals, simply uh, stunned by everything that turned, you know, the way things, uh, you know, turned in that investigation where Jesse Smollett goes from victim of hate crime to perpetrator of hoax hate crime. And now to find out yesterday it was all dropped. Your reaction? Yeah, well, now he goes to, to the level of martyr. You know, he's on, on TV right now. I just saw him talking about the, the travesty and how he's representing the marginalized. He's doing nothing for the marginalized people of this community. But what he has done, or what they have done in this, is absolutely circumvented uh, the criminal justice system, period. Now, these detectives in Chicago, the police officers in Chicago, did an outstanding job. And what we do as detectives, we present facts. We look for the truth. We present them to a prosecutor. The prosecutor comes up with the charges and presents that to a grand jury, which indicted him on 16 felony counts. Um, That had nothing to do with the detectives. The detectives gave them the information. The prosecutors went to the grand jury and got him indicted. On it. So this is absolutely tra- a, a tragedy for our criminal justice system. And, and I'll tell you this, every single American right now should be outraged because if you don't have the 10 grand and you don't have the political connections, you're going to go at least through a trial. You might be found innocent at the end of it. But um, uh, this prosecutor was, who recused herself initially in this case, if you remember, um, because of her connections to uh, the Obamas and, and everything else. Uh, this prosecutor 
um, is absolutely derelict in our duty in not letting this go forward to a trial and let the jury or the judge decide um, this young man's fate, period. Steve, what you've just brought up is very important here, and that is the grand jury process. The prosecutor took all of the evidence that they had and presented it to a grand jury, which has an option of of, of true billing or no billing uh, uh, the charges. In other words, to indict or not to indict, and they chose to indict, which means we believe there is certainly enough evidence here to bring this to trial with a because re- I know I used to ser- I served as a grand form a grand uh, the foreman of a grand jury rather mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago, uh, and and that that means we think you have a reasonable chance. Uh, of getting a conviction here. You need to go forward with this. That's what the grand jury said. How rare is it for the prosecutor who brought the information to the grand jury to listen to the grand jury and say, hey, you guys are full of it. We're dropping these charges because that's essentially what she did. Yeah, 25 years, I've never seen it. It is an absolute travesty of justice. Um, And this, by the way, is what degrades people's confidence in the criminal justice system. When you see these types of abuses, going on. Like I said, I don't care white, black, gay, Hispanic, straight, it doesn't matter. Everybody should be outraged at this because if you don't hear that 10 grand that dropped in Cook County lap um, and you didn't do your 16 hours of community services cat day, one hour for every you know felony count against them, it's an absolute uh, joke. And, and, and what about that community service, Steve, Steve, if I may, if I may, and what about that community mm-hmm. service? Working with Jesse Jackson's Rainbow uh, Push Coalition, Coalition, that's community service? Yeah. Working for a political yeah. activist organization? How did he serve the city of Chicago in any way through that quote-unquote community service? That's what makes this even more uh, bizarre, the idea that they're saying he already did his community service. Second of all, uh, Steve, yeah. what, what they're claiming is he probably would have only gotten community service if he had been convicted. Do you know of 16 felonies whose only punishment level is community service? Because I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the, um, you know, what the punishment levels were for those particular felonies. But, you know, even if that's the case, Bob, that's for a judge to decide. After a jury or a judge either convicts him or acquits them. That's not for the prosecutor to decide. And, you know, here in Cuyahoga County, uh, the detectives in this county work very, very closely with the prosecutors, with Michael Malley's office, the prosecutors. And we keep them, the prosecutors updated on the progress of our cases, especially high-profile cases or homicide cases. Uh, and, you know, we work with them. and We let them know where we're at. They let us know where they think we should go with these cases. So it's it's a very, very good working relationship here in uh, Northeast Ohio and in, in Cuyahoga County specifically. And, you know, for them to turn around and pull the rug out from underneath the, the men and women of the Chicago Police Department that did such an outstanding job in uncovering the facts, that's all we do. We look for the facts. It's called a, a, a fact-based investigation instead of a result-based investigation. Steve, let me. You, you kind of beat me. To, that's all right. You kind of beat me to the punch by talking about detectives. I asked Kevin Graham about that, and I want to ask you now because you're a detective. And I asked him, uh, you know, uh, what goes into an investigation like this? How many man hours? And how does it feel uh, at the end? And you probably don't know. You've never experienced anything quite like this to know that all of those hours and all of that great work to piece together a very complex situation with an it, it, with an allegation at the outset that is very different than what your investigatory work found. Uh, you know. 
know, and then only to find out that all that work went to waste and they're just kicking all of that to the curb. I can't imagine what that's like for a detective. Well, you know, police officers are generally very good people, and we're and we are servant to right and wrong. You know, there's not a lot of gray area with us, and so it is. It's offensive. You know, we 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 get paid peanuts to do a very tough job, and we're asked to do that job just because of the, the political controversy that's involved in it, um, the media circus that surrounds it, and and a, a politically appointed or elected prosecutor pulls the rug out from underneath those guys after they did that job that they probably didn't want to be part of anyhow because they probably knew that it was going to be, uh, this would be the end result in some way, shape, or form. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's very, very discouraging. And it, it absolutely compromises the criminal justice system as a whole. Leading justice is blind. The man was accused of crimes. He was investigated. It was presented to a grand jury. He was indicted, and a prosecutor has the, the power to turn around and say, "No, well, now we're just going to seal this whole deal up, and he's going to give us ten grand in uh, the sixteen hours of that's a joke. It's like sixteen hours, Bob, of yeah. community service, and and for Jesse Jackson, it's an absolute yeah. outrage. You know, and absolute even if he was actually providing real. People- even if he was providing real community service, the idea that 16 hours would be sufficient for 16 felonies yeah. is just ridiculous. Steve, let me ask you yeah. this before you go, because I'm short on time. Um, it's not just the fact that he there was tons of evidence that was presented that led to an indictment that deserved to see its day in court. It's not just that. It's the idea that he faked all of this, the hoax hate crimes. As a police detective, um, I'm fearful that this is going to encourage more people when they find out that you can get away with this kind of stuff it's going to encourage more people to stage these i mean he's not the first and that's the point here we've seen many 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 other phony hate crimes especially with an intent to try to paint people uh, of a certain political persuasion i.e conservative trump supporters as being the perpetrators of hate crimes as a detective steve do you almost have to, when you start investigating cases, not just look for the evidence of the crime that was committed, but you maybe now have to start looking for evidence that, that this thing wasn't staged in some way to try to uh, advance a political agenda, or in Jussie Smollett's case, advance a political agenda and generate publicity for himself so that he can make more money on his TV show? Yeah, well, that's all. That's going to be the end result of this thing, right? Um, that That is the end result. It absolutely emboldens people. Um, that would otherwise be on the fence of wanting to commit a crime, when there's no uh, consequence for that action, for that crime, then it absolutely emboldens people. So you're going to see more of these types of of situations, these false allegations. Think about this, Bob. The potential for an explosion of violence in that city, because think about what he's saying. He was attacked. He had a noose put around his neck. He was dragged through the streets and beat up. He poured white powder on him or mailed it to him or something like that. Um, Think about the potential for these really nutty left-wingers to go crazy and start breaking store windows out in Chicago because of that. Um, The potential for violence was huge. You know, what if? I'm not a big what-if guy. But um, the, the leadership in that city and the ministers and the, the civilian leadership in that city did a fantastic job of staying on top of that, preventing that violence. But it was work. 
for them. And that, that potential was there. So what if, you know, that his statements had led, his allegations, false allegations, by the way, led to that type of violence? Then where would, where would we be right now? You know, these prosecutors have way too much authority. We saw it with Marilyn Mosley in, in Baltimore. She invited, charged six police officers with murder of Freddie Gray two days after the incident occurred. <laughs> two yeah. days. And every one of them was acquitted. From, that's from that's that, what happens you know? with political prosecutors. That is exactly right. Political Absolutely. prosecutors with motives and agendas to try to advance rather than getting to the uh you know, getting to the the truth of a matter. And that is obviously what they did not yep. want to do. You know, I played that clip before you came on of uh, Superintendent Johnson saying, you know, the truth. He said after he was indicted on sixteen felony counts, I want cameras, his attorneys, we want cameras in the courtroom, we want this trial to be uh to be broadcast live because that's a great way to say, Wow, we don't have anything to hide. We know we're innocent we know we're telling the truth and then come to come to the end of the story um yeah we're sealing the heck out of this this sucker uh nobody's yeah. ever going to see the evidence that the chicago police un- uncovered even though we already know a lot of it with the video from the store buying the stuff and the check and whatnot but they're essentially saying we don't want the uh, uh, cameras we don't want we don't want scrutiny here we just want to bury this thing because you know we're getting away with a serious with it with a series yeah, not only, of serious not only felonies that. yeah not only that bob but they did it in an unscrupulous way. They made that announcement during the uh, Chicago Police Academy graduation where the mayor was there for two hours, the, the chief was there for two hours. That's when they held their press conference. That's when they made that decision. That's when they made that announcement that this was this is what was going to happen. Now, so they weren't even above board with that. They waited until the, the leadership of the police department in the city were involved with the police graduation and release it to the media then, um, without any of their knowledge. So, uh, right. why? You, know, you think the chief would have pushed back on that a little bit? The mayor certainly has already, which you know actually surprises me. But you know, um, you, you know what else I it's find interesting, incredible. Steve. You know what else I find interesting, just briefly, uh, the fact that they did this the day after uh, the American people began to react to the Mueller report. Yeah, uh, Monday morning, yeah. you know, it's all about Mueller, 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 and the entire focus of this is there, and then suddenly they feel like they can slip this in. Okay, charges are dropped against Jesse Smollett, thinking that people will just you know have a momentary, oh, gasp, and then get right back to Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. They, they try to slip this in to try to get away with it with as little fanfare as possible. Yeah, well, if there was ever a case that the U.S., uh, the U.S. Attorney General needed to look at um, for corruption. This is it. You know, somebody from the Fed needs to go over there and take a look at what's going on and how they came to those decisions that were being made because there's consequence Amen. to it. That's putting law-abiding citizens at risk. That's putting police officers at risk. And if there's no consequence to, to bad behavior, then you're just going to get more of the same. And, and watch, that's exactly what we're going to see. Nope. He, he no heard. doubt about it. He heard what he's saying. He's championing. Yeah, that's right. He did. You're exactly right. He hurt marginalized communities of people who may be actual victims of cases of hate crimes like this uh, by by turning this uh, this farce uh, into the show that he did. You're exactly right. Steve Loomis, a former president of the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association, commenting on the uh, police outrage, quite frankly, and their right to be outraged in Chicago over the Justice Smollett miscarriage of justice. Steve, thanks for coming. Thank you.
cops everywhere across this country. This is not I know just they a are. Chicago deal. You're 100 right. That's why I brought you on because I know you. Uh, you know, you Thank probably you. speak for a whole lot of people who feel the very same way all across this country. Stan, just so well, you know, my friend, that. it's not just cops who are outraged. Civilians like me are outraged as well. Thank you. Nine fifty two. We'll come right back after this on AM fourteen twenty. Um. All right, it's 9.57. Now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. We are uh, guest-free the rest of the way. We had a couple of uh, important guests, I feel, in the first hour of the broadcast to talk about the Jussie Smollett miscarriage of justice. Uh, announced yesterday in Chicago, there are so many layers to this onion of corruption. I have to tell you, um, we haven't really even begun to peel them back yet. Um, the Michelle Obama connection, the Kim Fox connection, the Kim Fox political uh, corruption, the uh, Jesse Smollett non-admission of guilt, continuing to perpetrate the lie in front of an American public that has already seen the video of the brothers that uh, allegedly beat him up, buying the materials uh, to stage the crime, the check of $3,500 to the brothers who admitted they made $3,500 in staging this thing for him. I mean, all of the evidence is out there, and he's going to continue to try to to spin that lie. There's a lot of ground to be covered here, and the federal investigation should be launched immediately, just like Kevin Graham told us. Now, before we get to the top of the hour and our news, uh, I want to thank you so very much. Um, There has been an incredible response from some very amazing people uh, to our Food for the Poor campaign. We've been asking you to become a business benefactor, um, which means donating money to help feed and provide water and life-saving medicine to the very impoverished people of Haiti who continue to suffer due to a number of oppressive conditions. Uh, They're terrible. Um, Food for the Poor is doing great work, and we are supporting Food for the Poor with donations. If you're a business owner... You donate $500 to Food for the Poor by calling 844-868-4673. You're going to get two things back. Number one, a tax write-off because you can deduct that. It's a tax-deductible donation. And two, double that $500 value in free advertising. That's right. You donate $500 to help feed and and clothe and, and provide medication for the hungry people of Haiti. We give you $1,000 worth of free advertising right here on AM 1420, The Answer. If you donate $1,000, we'll give you $2,000. we are doubling the, um, uh, the return on your investment of $500 to help save people's lives. We get nothing. People of Haiti get fed. You get free advertising. We're the conduit. That's all we're doing, and we want you to be a part of this. We'll help grow your business in order, uh, or uh, as a way to say thank you for you helping to save lives. Call 844-468-4673. Please do that right now. This campaign only goes to the end of the month, uh, and we're begging you to help us now. 844-868-4673. Business owners, take advantage of this business benefactor opportunity. You can also go to the website, whkradio.com. Click on the Food for the Poor banner at the very top of the page and uh, help save lives while helping grow your, visit, your business at the very same time. News time now, back after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.